1: Will it stick?
0: <laughs> Hello Melissa. Hello
1: Alexis. So, Melissa, I know it's the first week of 2022. Oh, finally, I needed the air. But I didn't get to get this one in before the new year, so we're going to just do a quick roundup of some crazy things that happened in 2021.
0: I love it. I mean, we had to wait for the year to fully end. Yes. Before you could round anything up. Yeah, why not? I needed just that extra little thing. Who knows what could happen just at the last minute. I was just waiting for something to
1: crash before, but it (laughs) didn't. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in marketing for 2021, but all focused around social media. Okay. So first we're going to take a look at a couple brands that took a stand this year on social media. One small and relatively unknown and a large name brand. Okay. So we're going to see what do these brands do on social media to really make a stand. Okay. Okay. So first let me just talk quickly about what brand standing is. So brand standing is a trend that has been picking up speed the past few years. More and more companies are taking – a public stand on social issues and causes that align with the values of their customers and cultural changes, and they're pledging transparency and gaining trust. Brand stands are often driven through statements or stunts shared on social media channels, building a solid audience of customers and brand enthusiasts, and of course, the controversial things that come along with it.
0: Oh, always. There's always controversy. I mean... Especially when you are a corporation... And you're taking a stand for something. I mean, it's always a risk. Yep. So here's a random question. How often do you replace your pillows? Well, I just did it recently, actually, because this is so gross. But, like, I wash the sheets weekly, clearly. And I took the pillowcases off one day, and, like, so many pillows were yellow. Ew. So what? I know. But, like, not often enough. I mean, how often have you, like, stopped and were like, how often should I replace my pillows? I mean, I've never thought – and I guarantee it was – this Like, probably five years before I did it until, like, recently. Okay, so
1: this brand is brilliant. I didn't really know about them until I started doing some of this research. But One Fresh Pillow is a pillow subscription company that was founded in 2017. So you can choose different intervals for replacing your pillows
0: with, yep, One Fresh Pillow. Wow. Brilliant, right? But, like, I'm picky about pillows. I'm so picky about I'm like, I need it the perfect, like consistency and like hardness and fluffiness and dude
1: this place has all you got to go on their website huh. you can select soft fluffy medium cool you name it they've got pillows for you wow so but it's it's amazing but keeping with the times they're also concerned about the environment the brand was founded with the idea of being as green as possible so once a replacement pillow arrives, you send the old one back, and they'll recycle it for you.
0: Oh. Kind of cool, right? I didn't know you could
1: recycle pillows. I didn't know either. And the brand has set like a bold and sassy and very politically charged Twitter presence that sets the tone for its brand style, starting with its bio. It's hilarious. Created by a licensed massage therapist and his smoking hot wife, who <laughs> definitely doesn't run this Twitter account, Sleep Right, Sleep Tight.
0: Oh my God, that's so cute. I love when brands are funny and like
1: just edgy like that. I love it, right? So what does this have to do with brand standing in social media? Mm, I don't know. what. Well, back in January of 2021… One Fresh Pillow went viral on Twitter and made national news. Really? I never saw it or heard oh, of it. I know. One Fresh Pillow was tagged in a photo of National Guard troops sleeping on the floors of buildings in Washington, D.C. Oh, and
0: in January. In January. That whole thing happened at the White House.
1: Yep. Co-founder and smoking hot wife, Adrienne Kratz, saw the photo, showed her husband, Aaron, and they asked the Twitterverse to help them find a contact. In an hour and a half, the plan was a go. This small Florida-based company sent a shipment of 130 one-fresh pillows to one regiment simply because they thought it was the right thing to do. Wow. And the act of kindness went viral so, through celebrity retreats, retru- orders poured in, resulting in the company selling out their entire
0: inventory in one entire day. I mean, day. that is the perfect example of how news Jackie works. Look how cool this is. Oh my God, it's showing all the soldiers holding up their one, is it one fresh pillow? Yeah. Bags branded and their pillows. I'm telling you, like that is a prime example of newsjacking, like watching something unfold and quickly reacting in a positive way that's authentic to your brand and fits in. Good thing that smoking hot wife
1: made it to Oh my imagine. God, that's <laughs> so funny. But after the pillar donation went viral, the new account grew from a few hundred followers to nearly 100,000 followers by the end of this year.
0: I mean, if they got celebrities retweeting, yeah.
1: Yeah, and many of them actually converted into customers. So the company has had some significant barriers to fulfillment this year, including a giant boat stuck in the Suez Canal oh. and cargo ships hung offshore and all sorts of crazy things. Like, and they stayed open and transparent about these setbacks. Like yeah. we just said,
0: can't hear this word supply chain any more. Enough. I know. It's, more. Like all, it's literally right? just everywhere. But every brand is, is experiencing it. So like, customers are way more understanding right now, especially if you're open and transparent. But I do think some brands use it as an excuse. Yeah. But this,
1: I mean, this company has like posted pictures of the cargo ships. They've been transparent and like they've, received very little pushback from customers waiting their pillows, That's which awesome. It's kind of ironic because if you're like, they're subscribing to your pillow Like
0: you expect your delivery monthly.
1: Yeah. Like you need your I bet you they pillows. paused
0: or like they sent you an extra on the next month or like- Something. Refunded money. Yeah.
1: So, you know, One Fresh Pillow still has a waiting list for their goods along with tons of five-star reviews. So what do you
0: think? Like, will I mean, this pillow subscription stick? So- how often are you actually supposed to replace your pillows? Well, I mean, the
1: stat says, like, every one to two years. But I think One Fresh Pillow does it every six months just yeah. to keep you fresh. And the yeah. fact that, like, they're recycling the pillows is brilliant, Because, like, then right? if
0: you're replacing one a month and you have lots of pillows in your house, like, you do replace them all in ever like, once a year, basically. Yeah. If you think about it, I have, like, four pillows per bed, minimum. Two.
1: Oh, and I – like, after you read about, like, the – how nasty pillows are! Like Ugh. you need to replace them. Well, so,
0: I love it. I think they're. I think that's cool. And I love how they jumped on that opportunity. I know, and it's so funny because I'm like, I kind of want to subscribe now. I know. <laughs> so stay tuned. Another subscription. Hey, do you want to sponsor us? Household one fresh pillow. Do you want to sponsor lipstick? Yes. I will. We. I
1: don't even know how many pillows I have in this <laughs> house. It's insane. I need them replaced actually more often because. If you would have seen my house the other day, they took every pillow from my house and lined it up because they played The floors Hot Lava from the God, with their kitchen. shoes on, probably. Oh, no. I made them take their shoes off, but from the kitchen, all the way curved around into the playroom.
0: Oh, my God. And I was You like, must have like 45 pillows to make that happen. <laughs> I mean, they took every
1: pillow off all the beds. They took all the couch pillows. Oh, yeah. So- I definitely had a washing series after that. Yeah. Okay, next up, we have a company that has taken a bold stand on issues in the past. And this year, they took a huge public stand that may or may not become a big trend in 2022. Okay, what's the trend? And beyond. Ooh, it's dumping social media, which oh. I think actually- it's a big stand. So let's let's think about this. I so,
0: don't know about becoming a trend. I don't know. Let's I think, think I know what brand you're talking about.
1: So giant cosmetic brand Lush. Yep. Rejected social media for a second time, citing the harmful effect of social media. Well, sort of. They're keeping Twitter and YouTube and the hashtag for now, but they're dropping Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat,
0: TikTok, and Reddit. And I get why they're doing it, because if you think about who Lush's customers are, they are teen girls. And teen girls are the most affected by the negative implications of social media, I would argue. I agree. So
1: the UK-based company has pledged to stay offline for at least a year, estimating up to a $10 million potential loss in sales. But they're willing to do this because they want to make a stand. And it seems history does repeat itself. After Lush UK announced their plans to drop social media in all of its 48 global markets, Lush North America briefly went rogue, dropping a social media size bath bomb by announcing <laughs> they would continue to operate on their channels. So they were like battling UK and North America. Oh, which that's is weird. I, crazy. How can they even do that? It's the same company, same company. But I think, you know, they're both competing for sales. So, They've since fallen back into line and the company is sending a message to its customers and followers saying, Be somewhere else, trying to neatly tie back to their brand values.
0: And if you check this out, they you know, me in the grid. Oh yeah. Be oh. somewhere else. So they got on their Instagram grid, they just have a bunch of gray tiles and it says be somewhere else. Yep. And, it and it's says, in their font, like their signature, like kind of marker looking font. Yep. And it says be somewhere
1: else, whether that's in a bath with a good book taking some me time with a face mask and a cup of tea, or simply getting outside for some fresh air. We're encouraging our customers to stop scrolling and be somewhere else instead. We're saying goodbye to Instagram until this platform can provide a safer environment for its users. The serious effects of social media on mental health are being ignored by this platform. It's time to stop scrolling and be somewhere else. We want to engage with you in places that look after you and your mental well-being. Read more in the bio.
0: Wow. And I love that. Number one, it reminds me of what REI did that we covered in our holiday roundup of like kind of boycotting Black Friday. But also like Instagram does need to make some changes. They just testified in front of Congress like earlier in December of this year. Because I mean, the world is waiting to see Instagram wants to come out, did you know, with a kid-friendly social media, like an Instagram for kids, which is not – I don't want them to do that. No, <laughs> like, that's horrible. they already – I I already think kids are getting on way too young at, like, 13 or whatever is allowed. But, like, they need to put protections in place. Like, there's trafficking happening. There's all of these, I like, mean, I don't think, like they, – they sometimes censor nude photos, but they don't censor enough.
1: Like, they should censor bikini photos. I'm sorry, because girls are taking these bikini photos, the
0: filters. I mean, they're just, like – People can't
1: take a picture without a filter anymore. Yeah. and so
0: sad. They just, they're, I hope they put some, something in place. I know it's also up to parents to, to like parent, but like, it's just so accessible and it's Everywhere. And but you can feel like Karen our is,
1: age. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, we call it the – I call it the highlight reel. Like, everyone posts the, their, like, happy-go-lucky life. Like, I mean, I love when some people, like, some of my friends this year actually, like, posted their vul- – Messy like, house
0: or their vulnerable yeah, moments or whatever. They were, like,
1: yeah. vulnerable about mental health and, like, what they've been struggling with this year. And I was like, thank God, mm-hmm. people. Like, thank you for sharing that life isn't all freaking sunshine, oh, sunshine yeah. and rainbows. Yeah, yeah so – We'll see if Lush makes it a full year off social media and how it impacts their bottom line. But they're not the only ones making this move. Many companies and consumers are really rethinking their position on social media. Like, even social media is rethinking social media. What? Yep. Which brings us to brands that totally miss the mark. And appropriately, we're looking at you, Mark Zuckerberg. Ugh. God. Yes. The
0: rename. Are we talking about the rebrand Meta? It's just like- Meta? Crazy. Meta?
1: Meta? Yep. I mean, I feel like- there's been so much controversy about Facebook and other channels in 2021, and the social media network, Facebook, has, like, seen a ton of backlash. Like, and of course, there's still the largest social media company in the world, with, like, Facebook owning four out of the top five social media platforms, which is insane. But, I mean, after a year of all these scandals, like, whistleblowers, congressional hearings, Mark Zuckerberg's July 4th Instagram post set off a new firestorm and criticism on social media. I
0: don't remember what what was. He's like
1: holding an American flag on a wakeboard. Oh. And it's like I get it like he was trying, trying to just be patriotic. him yeah. and be patriotic, but like it was just like the whole thing was inexplicitly set to the tune of John Denver's 1970 hit take me home country roads and of course the video was meant to cause a ruckus and it did like yeah. people like how can he like be so patriotic when he also like his platform this year like killed america yeah. i feel like yeah it just it was insane huh and that then was what was crazy is just a couple months later after this video You know, there were more reports of the company's operations and use of consumer data emerging. Like, Facebook shook the world in October by announcing it was rebranding, which a rebrand is one way to get yourself out of a crisis. I mean, mean,
0: sometimes, but, like, when you're Facebook, no matter what you call yourself, you're still Facebook. You're still Facebook, and you're still owned. like, no new ownership. It's still Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Like, people are pissed. So in this case, it backfired. Check this out. Like, by November, it became clear that Facebook's brand had been damaged and the platform's, like, reputation was almost done. Yeah. And public trust in this meta dropped 5% after the
0: rebrand. That's I mean 5%, that's not yeah. I mean it's big. I mean but it's not, big because it's 5% of a lot is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And Meta
1: is already in like a PR crisis following the reports based on like all these documents being leaked by whistleblower Francis Hogan this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are like Their PR crisis team is on red alert. Yeah. And according to Harris Brand's data, the company's trust score is, like, dropping dramatically. Uh, Of course. Like, why do people want to trust Facebook? I mean, think about this. Like,
0: when's the last time you've gone on Facebook? I don't – I mean, I don't go daily, that's for sure. I don't post often either. I automatically – like, my Instagram stories, I often share to Facebook stories. And, like, if I post something, it's family pictures. So, like, my – family in other parts of the country can see my kids because they're on Facebook.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I like it because, you know, it's funny because Wes's like some of his aunts and uncles still follow us on Facebook, but they also follow, they're more active on Instagram. Yeah. And it was funny because I got invited to a holiday party this year and they posted their invite on Facebook. And of course I didn't respond. They're like, are you coming? I'm like I haven't checked Facebook yeah. in forever. Like yeah, it's so weird. So I think It's going to be really interesting what
0: happens here in the next year. But Facebook is such a force for advertising. I mean, there's still got to be a big enough amount of the population using it. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's still, it's like the number one place to advertise and target. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, Melissa.
1: Okay. Moving on from Facebook, let's talk about some other household brands that, you know, we've known and loved for years that had to really step up and get with the times this year. And some of them had to deal with some pretty hefty
0: PR crises Ooh, I think I might know some of them if they're really household names. Okay. So one is, I mean, I don't know about you, but
1: my boys eat waffles every single morning, Eggo waffles. Okay. So... This one is dear to my heart, you know, Aunt Jemima syrup. Oh, okay. Okay, yep. So this year, if you remember back, it was early on, PepsiCo decided that they wanted to make... Everyone know that they will not stand for any racial stereotypes. Like they wanted, they're they changing their stance in, in America. And so they actually, a few of their brands, they changed the entire label and how they market them. Wow. So the pancake syrup and breakfast brand, formerly known as Aunt Jemima, rebranded this year as Pearl Milling Company. And there's no longer that cool picture of Aunt Jemima like... Welcoming you in the morning. It is a picture of like a mill, a pancake mill, huh. which seems pretty boring. And it's odd because they changed the logo, but if you look at the actual bottle, it's still the same shape. So, like, they still have the woman shape. Yeah. And, but they changed the name completely. I
0: think that maybe was smart because it's still like, feels and looks similar to what consumers are used to for decades and decades, but it took away some of the, like, obviously the the issues with the name and being just, like, completely racist. Yeah. You know?
1: And, I mean, it's hard for me, to, because, again, I never look at things that way, but I mean, I never thought
0: also a white girl.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Aunt <laughs> Jemima, it's like, you know, you grew up with this character in, like… You know, you were used to it. So yeah. I think it was hard for some of us millennials when that changed. And then they, you know, they did some other things too. I mean, they own Uncle Ben's, Cream of Wheat, and Mrs. Butterworth. And they all wow. announced that they're working on some pretty hefty rebrands I didn't know year. that.
0: I knew Aunt Jemima, but I did not know about the other brands. Uncle yeah. Ben's, out, obviously, that name needs to change.
1: Yeah. I mean, Uncle Ben's <laughs> and Cream of Wheat. If you've seen Cream of Wheat, it's just like... I never paid attention. It's... Like, and it looks like Uncle Ben's, similar. It's okay. like just this old Quaker guy, Quaker Oats, you know, type yeah. thing. So Pepsi's, like I said, they're making a stand this year. They're making sure that they are getting rid of any racial stereotypes and just becoming a little bit more brand neutral. I which
0: think that's good. They have to, I mean, continue to appeal to the world that's changing and new generations, and we care about those things. Which,
1: you know, I agree, and I think that it's— I mean, PepsiCo, they're a huge, they own so many brands. So I think that they're like, they have to take this initiative across all their brands. You know, they really spent a lot of money on rebranding and, you know, changing with the times this year. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about one other one that if you remember, it was just the talk on Twitter this year. And how many jokes came out after this? And it was just, it freaked me out, first of all. And makes me never want to eat this again. Oh, gosh. What was it? We
0: still buy it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, God, I remember. And you know what? Actually, I don't eat sugar cereal anymore because it was an addiction my whole life. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the one that I've always loved. I have not been able to eat it since that damn Twitter thread went viral. So it's been, what, almost a year? Because that was early in 2021. Early 2021. So, okay, for all you who don't know…
1: Early on March of 2021, Jensen Karp tweeted to Cinnamon Toast Crunch a picture of him with his cereal bowl holding shrimp tails. I remember; it's like burned in my brain. And he said he's so confused. Like, is this a new thing? Is it a joke? He's like, why are there shrimp tails in my Cinnamon Toast Crunch? And. The internet went crazy, right? I mean, the amount of shrimp memes and... But get this. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they actually denied it. They said that never happened at our facility. Their PR team was... I mean, it's crazy. But I don't think they did a great job because they didn't... didn't, The impact was
0: horrible. I think I remember reading something about it, like... They just left it all in the hands of this poor social media manager who probably is like a 26-year-old person like with limited experience. They didn't take it seriously at first. They didn't no. escalate it properly. And this is what they said.
1: While we're still investigating this matter, we can say with confidence that this did not occur at our facility. How can they say with confidence that they haven't fully investigated the matter? Exactly. And it says, we are waiting for the consumer to send the package his package for us to investigate this further. Any consumers who notice their cereal box or bag has been tampered with, such as clear tape that was found in this case, should contact us. So they claimed that this was like an aftermath. Like someone went in the grocery store, freaking shoved these, you know, shrimp tails in there and taped it back up. No. seems like a lot of work, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And
0: he said he bought it at Costco. Oh, yeah. It was a Costco buy. Which made me even more freaked out because I want to say something. I have another brand that I love, which is Pirate's Booty, okay? It's my favorite snack. I don't know why. I love it. Costco always has the giant bags of it. It never tastes right from Costco. I'm telling you. I don't know if it's like the extra large bags are extra stale or something. It's great at the grocery store. The big bags are nasty. And that makes me question a lot of the products now. I wonder if they make them differently. They must because they're making giant sizes. Like, yeah. I That grossed me out. I will not buy cereal at Costco. I have not in a year. So
1: the funny part about this is, which I think, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they did a horrible job intercepting this and figuring this out. But people, if you remember, not only the jokes, but like there were new dishes that came out like, on cooking (laughs) sites that were like shrimp with your Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I mean, the internet just went insane. Like, and this guy, Carp He became famous. Well, no, he was, like, already a comedian. But, like, he He got social media famous. He's, like, and now he's, like, the shrimp tail guy. Yep, totally. So, I don't know. It is, I think that it's so critical, you know, we do so much crisis PR, and it's just so critical to have a plan for, like, you never know. You never know if you're going to find shrimp tails in 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 your your products, in your cereal, in whatever. But, like, why not have the what ifs?
0: And, like, just have an escalation strategy to support your boots on the ground team because it's not fair to the inexperienced social media person, I'm assuming, who is handling it. Like, they probably just have a document they're going off of. But, like, if something is already quickly picking up speed and going viral at that pace, which it did go viral very quickly, there's, like, a whole different level of response and a whole different team you need to bring in to help Manage that, you know. And a brand like Cinnamon Toast Crunch is already a huge brand. Maybe it's different with a smaller brand; they can get away with maybe not taking it as seriously right away. But not a big brand. Not a big brand. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's
1: a lesson in some PR crisis for you. Make sure you have a plan, and you think of everything, even shrimp tails. Even shrimp tails. So. Cool kind of roundup. Hopefully, we see some not so much crisis in 2022. Ugh. But if there is going to be crisis, hopefully, we're hopefully ready for it. There are fun
0: things to talk about, at least. Give us I some know. stories. We like this. I mean, we don't want to experience them personally, but we do want to hear all of the stories so that we can learn from them,
1: right? Awesome. Yes. So let me just cite some of my sources. One source that was great was eater.com. Man claims to find shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. We talked a lot about Facebook. So Business Insider's article on Facebook metadata and rebrand damage its reputation. And lastly, Retail Wire, the discussion on what's really behind this rebrand for
0: Facebook. Good. Well, that was a great one. We hope that you loved it, and we hope that you'll share this episode and all of your other favorites with a friend or two. That's how we grow our listener base. We also would love if you'd leave us a review, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and also you can now leave a five-star rating on Spotify as well. And for a full list of our sources, you can visit our website at willitstickpodcast.com find us on instagram at willitstickpodcast and we would love your you know feedback ideas for future episodes all the things so that's all we got for you today peace out peace out happy new year, happy new year.